From WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpotts. Hello, podcast listeners. I hope the month of February finds you doing well. Here is a question for you. What does music do for you? Does a certain song transport you in time? Do you feel emotion through certain songs? Does music move you? Well, the answer is yes to all of the above for me. I'm a music junkie from country, pop, hip-hop, Christian, soul, even Broadway show tunes. I'm a fan of it all. Music is the soundtrack of our lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Music and songs tell a story, and a song for me might tell one story that's completely different from yours. My guest on this episode of Uniquely Kentucky is a rising star in the musical world. His baritone voice can transport you to another place through song. Michael Priestley is gaining attention for his performances on the opera stage, having toured regionally and internationally. He has performed in the classic Porgy and Bess, and the list goes on and on. He's not a Kentucky native, but he found his home here in Lexington through the University of Kentucky. He got his doctorate and now lectures at UK. His voice will put a smile on your face, but his upbeat personality will really put a song in your heart when you meet him. Uniquely Kentucky with Amber Philpot is brought to you by the WKYT News and Weather Apps, available on the App Store and Google Play. I am joined now by Michael Priestley. I believe it's Dr. Michael Priestley these days. (laughs) Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, Amber. How are you? This is so exciting for me because one of the reasons why I do this podcast is really just for my own benefit, my own gain, because I I love talking to people and you are this beautiful opera singer, musician, classically trained, and I am just in awe of that. Um, I want to tell people, first of all, the reason why I met you, we were neighbors and I used to hear you, my husband, and I would hear this beautiful sound coming from a garage <laughs> and we thought, what in the world is that? And that's how we first met. Yes. It was so amazing. I mean, you and Steve, I, I it's, it freaks me out every time I think about the, how we met and you, I don't know. Let me see. Okay. So we moved in our other house, my other neighbor, she's like, we're good friends because the same situation, because we moved from one part of our neighborhood to the next part of the neighborhood. And then I, I was singing, I was, you know, I'm always practicing and doing something else. And so, yeah, that's also, I think one of the blessings about what I do, um, because it's unassuming, like I don't, it's not intentional. It's just because it's just a part of me. And I love to be able to formulate relationships with people by just being me, you know, and it's, it's that it's easy like that. And, mm-hmm. and it makes life really, really wonderful. Music brings people together in the best yes. of ways. Michael, this podcast is called Uniquely Kentucky. And, and I do it because it is the people of Kentucky. You're not a native of Kentucky, are you? you Correct. Were kind of I'm, I'm actually you from Chicago. Your way to Kentucky. Um, yeah. Talk to me about finding your way to Kentucky and, and, and through music, I'm assuming. Yes, excellent. Uh, great. Um, well, you know, I started, my wife and I, my wife went to Princeton um, Seminary for her uh, MDiv. And so when we were at Princeton, I had the pleasure of meeting um, Dr. Everett McCorvey through uh, the American Spiritual Ensemble. And we met and then he's like, hey, um, well, no, a friend of mine introduced me to him, but he, a friend of mine said, you should audition for the American Spiritual Ensemble. And I said, hey, why not? Let me go ahead and do that. And 
Amber, it's so funny because I auditioned for the American Spiritual Ensemble, and I kid you not, probably about a month after I auditioned, I got laid off from my job. And so I think that was providential in a lot of ways. My boss told me, he brought me into his office and he said, look, I'm laying you off because we're doing budget cuts and so on and so forth. He said, but I know you have a talent. And so I'm gonna make sure you have enough severance to get you through. Oh. And I know it's amazing. And, and, we, and you go and live your life. And since then, I've never looked back at a job that's not involving music. Um, and that has a lot to do with meeting, meeting Dr. McCorvey in New York, auditioning, getting hired to sing with the American Spiritual Ensemble, getting introduced to Lexington, deciding to do my master's, moving to our old neighborhood. And here we are talking about music. <laughs> yeah. And now you are, you are lecturing at UK. Among I am. Others, right? It's crazy. You, crazy. you got your doctoral. So you have the doctor in front of your name. Um, yeah. That's pretty amazing. I think that's one of the things that inspired me about you many years ago when we met is that I knew you were going for all of those things, but you were also a dad. You had small kids at home and you were following this dream that, yeah. you know, a lot of people might be too afraid to chase or, um, you know, there are a lot, a lot of barriers that would have set you back, but you were chasing that dream. Mm -hmm. that You're so you right. You know, um, I think, you know, when you couple the passion and with dreams and, you know, oftentimes we go through our process not knowing that the little things that happen around our journey are all stepping stones for the big picture. But because this world has such a large weight, it's hard to see that. Um, and it was hard for me. I mean, you're right. I mean, my three boys, my oldest son is 16, the middle one is 11, and the young, youngest one is six. And they have their lives, they have their schedules, and I have to be a dad to them. And it's amazing how all of these things work out. You know, I'm able to go off to Europe and perform for three, six months. I'm able to do an opera here. I'm able to do an orchestral show there. And then they're able to come at times as well. Um, and so that's even amazing. I, I got something to share with you, Amber. My middle son, Benjamin, he was actually hired to be the lead child in the opera Fire Shut Up In My Bones in Chicago with the Lyric Opera Chicago. So all of these things that we're doing, all of this groundwork that we're laying, look at how it's coming to fruition, even in the children. And that's powerful. And so all of the sacrifices, all of the struggles that I've gone through, man, they're so worth it. And I'm just touching the tip. I'm not even at the tip of the iceberg yet. You know, I still have so much more to do in so many lives, I think. Um, to impact and change. Yeah, we're not old yet, you know? We're no, not we're not. Yet. So, lots <laughs> to go. So, so if you look at your bio, um, for someone like me that knows nothing about what you do, has no musical ability whatsoever, mm -hmm. you, you list yourself as American baritone. Um, you're trained in opera, but you sing other things. What does that mean to someone like me or others out there that enjoy your music and think it's beautiful, but know nothing about it? Great question. So... In the operatic world, um, most people, that's what they do. They sing opera only. But I'm very unique in that I sing opera, I sing musical theater, I sing gospel, I sing jazz, I sing bluegrass, I sing all different types of music, but I still use my own voice. So it's not like I'm going to change my voice to sing any of these styles. I don't sing... Um, uh, R&B, like I'm singing classical music, of course, you know, and I don't sing um, um, musical theater like that either. I still stay true to the styles. 
But that's what that simply means. That means I can cross genres. I think that's why I perform a lot because, um, you know, in terms of being an African-American in this field, you know, one of the things that we want, um, one of the things that a lot of opera companies are looking or orchestra companies looking for is diversity in not only voice, but personality uh, and offering who you are. And I think I offer a lot of that. Um, I'm able to bring all different types of music to the forefront and be African-American. Um, but I'm not only diverse in who I am, but I'm also diverse in my musical um, um, offerings. So that's, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, if you take a look at your resume, I mean, some pretty incredible experiences, as you've said, that you've been able to do. I mean, um, being a part of, of something that is I think as classic and as um, amazing as Porgy and Bess, mm -hmm. um, traveling, as you said, to Europe, what has that brought to you? I mean, was there a time that you ever could have imagined yourself being in Europe and traveling or being a part of something um, that is as iconic as Porgy and Bess? Absolutely not. You know, when I was, when I was growing up in Chicago, I grew up from Chicago, South side of Chicago. Um, I had the pleasure of being a part of the Chicago Children's Choir. Now, the Chicago Children's Choir, they actually showed me what life could be in music outside of the city. So I had a chance to travel abroad with them. Matter of fact, I went to South Africa with the Chicago Children's Choir. I sang in Bishop Desmond Tutu's church. Um, I visited the home by invitation of Nelson Mandela. Um, and so these types of experiences were all uh, feeders to what I knew was possible. Um, now, all kids don't have that, that, that they're not afforded that type of opportunity. And that's one of the reasons, that's one of the things that I wanna do here in Lexington, we'll get to that a little later. But um, I, I, I feel that those experiences really gave me the courage to, to get on a plane and go overseas, you know, and to know that, it's always a new experience though, Amber, trust me. I mean, going overseas is definitely totally different than being here in the States. But um, to be exposed to different cultures, uh, to different ways of life, um, not only does it in, in, in influence your artistic uh, palette, but what it also does is that it allows you to appreciate where you are and what you have. You know, here in America, I think a lot of us, especially those of us who aren't uh, abroad people, they don't really appreciate what we have. We, this is an amazing country in a lot of ways. Now, don't get me wrong, we have so many faults, but I think the goodness of being an American definitely outweighs a lot of the faults that are going on that we have when you look at how other countries live and what they do there. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just an opportunity to open your mind and be influenced by other cultures so that then your art can be influenced uh, in a way that can really touch all people um, in, a very, in a very special way. More with Michael Priestley when we return. Get more local news and weather at a more convenient time. Watch WKYT News at 10 on the CW Lexington with Amber Philpott, Bill Bryant, and Chris Bailey. Do you have a production thus far that you have really, really enjoyed being a part of or felt super honored to be a part of thus far? Ooh, a production where I felt super honored. You know, Amber, I don't know. Um... I, I, you know, I really can't, I know this is cliche, but I count an honor to be a part of every show I'm in. 
(laughs) because, you know, one of the things I'm teaching a course called Beyond the Classroom, and I'm using a text um, called Beyond Talent. That's the name of the text. And in the text, what it does, it talks about the opportunity to be afforded, you know, just to sing, period. And I tell you, I, I, it's, we could be doing so many other things, um, um, but what we do is so unique to us as artists, as singers in my, in my case. And so it shouldn't be taken lightly whenever you get a chance to step on the stage. And, and I think that's the way I look, at, I look at almost every experience that I have. You know, there, for every one um, role, there are like 15 or 20 people wanting that role. And Amber, I get a chance to sing the role. Oh my goodness. You know, that is amazing. And I get I think a chance you and to I are alike in that way. I think creative souls are like that. And I think I'm like that with my job is that there are so many things I have been afforded um, to do or learn or see that I, I don't take any one of them for granted because, you know, it, it's just, it's a part of what you get to do every day. And there are a lot of people who want to do what you do every day yes. and you don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited because I recently was back in the theater and I got to see a show at the opera house downtown and it felt so good to be back in a theater and see live performance how tough has the pandemic been we know what it's done to the arts but how tough has it been on somebody like yourself that that you strive to be in front of people and you strive to use your music to lift people up you know the pandemic amber it taught me you you what you do and i'm about to put you on the spot here But what you do in terms of your profession is breathtaking Mm -hmm. because you have the ability. It's only two of you in a studio, you and a camera uh, person and maybe one other person around. But you bring stories to life by just you and looking at a camera. That is mind blowing because those are the types of things that we had to do during the pandemic. You know, I was in my living room and I had to touch thousands of people by simply looking at a camera and, 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 and doing what I do. And it's totally different than having thousands of people in the audience, you know, because you can feed off energy and so on and so forth. So it was hard at first. But as you, move, you know, as I got on and I got used to what it meant to look in a camera and and look past the camera, because ultimately you're still you. You know, I'm still Michael. Um, and and I never forget, I did a song called Make Them Hear You from Matt Ragtime. And I also did a in that same program I did, You'll Never Walk Alone. And I was thinking about all of the people that I was um, speaking to and the message that I was trying to give. And I looked straight into the camera and I gave, I spoke to all those people who were beyond the camera. And wow, I looked at the performance later. I was like, whoa, it didn't even seem like I was looking at a camera. You know, I felt like I was singing to me. And, and, and that was important. And that was an understanding for me in that moment while we were recording where I'm like, okay, Michael, this is okay for now. But on July, when was it? July, I forget what date it was. It was in July. I was in Asheville with Asheville Symphony. And I sang at an outdoor concert First concert post pandemic. Well, we're not post pandemic, right? But first concert post reopening. Mm-hmm. About maybe four or five thousand people in the park. It was packed. It was packed outside, 
and I sang some of the same music that I sang when I did that. And I was singing to the camera. Mm. I noticed that it wasn't different. Mm. The difference, however, was to get that applause mm. and to get that, that, that overwhelming sense of, of, of spiritual satisfaction. Uh, and that I realized was what was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got it that day, Amber, it was amazing. And I think all of my colleagues in every way, shape or form, in some way, shape or form can understand and attest to the spiritual blanket that one feels when we are in person. Um, and it's powerful. And, um, and so we've been, I've been doing several performances. I've had several performances live um, and they've been all just the same and amazing. Um, and it's an overwhelming appreciation for what we are and what we do mm-hmm. as artists on the stage. I mean, I packed houses. One of the biggest things that comes out of, you know, there are a lot of things to come out of the pandemic, yeah. but one of the things is that we do appreciate the arts in whatever form and that we realize how fortunate we are we have that we have the people, the places, the musicians, just you name it, that we appreciate them and that we continue to support them mm. as we go forward, probably yes. even more than we were before. I know I do. I've always appreciated, but I realize now um, it's so very, very, very important. I know I, I want to be respectful of your time, and I know there are some things that we want to talk about. One of the things that I do I want to talk about what you want to bring to Lexington, because you just mentioned that in terms of I'm wondering with youth and music and the arts, um, you were a part of a really awesome thing at the Lexington Legends. Um, mm. Was it last summer, I believe? Yes. Time yes. Away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that was so wonderful. And when I went back and I looked, um, you it was the um, I Was Here exhibit. And I read a quote from you. I want you to tell people what that was, but but you saw that exhibit and you saw it, but you heard the music and you wanted to make sure that that music was involved. Am I interpreting that? Correctly? Yes, you are, Amber. You are a- absolutely right. I was here. Uh, our project, uh, where our leader of our helm is Marjorie Guyon. Um, we, the ancestor spirit portraits. Um, when I first saw them in Winchester, you like like you said, they spoke to me. Mm-hmm. But as I was looking at the uh, at the at the portraits, I definitely I heard so much music in my mind, and I'm like, this needs this, and this needs that. And so through a partnership with Marjorie, and also through the Lexington uh, Public or Fayette County Public Library system, mm-hmm. we were able to create a soundscape for the uh, uh, for the uh, ancestor spirit portraits. Um, and I think we I mean we I don't know where. I have been out of the loop for a little bit. So I need to get myself back in. Matter of fact, Marjorie has been texting me, Michael, where are you? Um, but yeah, the Lexington Legends game and making a blended anthem was one of a, a big piece of the project because, you know, we look at these ancestor spirit portraits and we see um, beautiful and amazing African-Americans in, in so many different lights and remembering uh, our mark on, on history, on different markers, especially throughout Lexington, throughout different parts of the city uh, where we've been, but oftentimes we're forgotten in terms of the historical significance that African-Americans have on our culture. And I Was Here is definitely one of those projects that really bring that to 
life. And I, we were thinking with the blended anthem, with the I uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing and the national anthem, blending those two um, is really crucial, we feel, to understanding how we as um, a people are the United States of America. We're not a, a, a divide, we're all Americans, mm -hmm. you know? Um, granted, we come from different ethnic backgrounds and so on and so forth, but who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, we all come from something, you know, in some way, shape or form. And so to really bring us together with that blended anthem was something that we, and it's something that we continue to try to do. But yes, I did that at the Legends game, big success, Amber, rousing applause. As a matter of fact, we did the blended anthem and then someone was like, okay, now it's time to sing the anthem. We were like, no, we don't have to just sing the anthem. We just did it, you know, <laughs> we just did it, it's done. And, and that was confirmation to mm -hmm. us. And I, I mean, Amber, we, we're hoping that this is confirmation to the NFL, to the Major League Baseball, to the NBA, to all of these people, uh, all, all these organizations to know that we can do this type of thing. So I'm actually in the process of re-recording the anthem and I'm going to clean it up a little bit, make it a little bit more commercial. And what I mean is, you know, like you can play it on the news or wherever and it could be real good quality. So we're going to we're going to go in and, and do that here soon. I think that that must be an amazing, well, I think anytime you can use your craft or your art to also um, elicit an emotion from someone or make a statement mm. is is really worthwhile. And that, I, love that. I, I can't imagine the work that went into that, but also wondering how it was going to be received, received um, yeah. and then to know that it was so well received must have been wonderful. Yeah, you know, because of, of the climate that we live in and the, you know, the division that we have day mm -hmm. in and day out. Yeah, you know, we need we need we need reminders. I mean, when you go to school, you know, when kids go to school, they're reminded, okay, don't forget, get in line. Or don't forget, you're not supposed to talk right there. As, an, as, as, as society, as adults, we think we don't need, we need reminders. Everyone has a reminder on their phone. You know, you know we need reminders and markers to, 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 lest we forget about who we really are. You know, um, there's some horrible things, some atrocities that happen in our American history, but there also are some wonderful and amazing things that happen in our American history. And we never want to relive the bad things, but we also want to remember that those things happened, but also that these things happened as well. And also these things are happening. You know, we're moving forward, we're moving on, we're making a difference. And I love what you said through our craft. Yeah. It's such an honor to be able to be a singer and I guess a producer and mm -hmm. I guess a, um, what is it, a, a, a composer in some way, yeah. shape or form, um, uh, to use those things that have been given to me, God given to me, mm -hmm. um, to help make a difference in this world. That's, I'm all, I'm all for that. Absolutely. Michael, we're not old, but, you know, we are getting up there. But so now you're in a position where you are helping craft um, the next generation of beautiful singers like yourself. What's that been like? And what do you hope to bring to the table in terms of um, the younger generation? And even, um, I'm assuming, lifting up African-American youngsters who want to find their place in music, whatever that might be? Good question, Amber. You know, um, being um, hired at the University of Kentucky um, uh, as part of the voice faculty is one of the pinnacles 
accomplishments of my career. Um, I love my faculty members. Um, I love the university. Um, I can't, I mean, I've spent so much time here and I've grown so much here. And to grow further, not only for my students that I have, but for, you know, I think what I do and the impacts that I make, my goal is always to be an example to those who look like me, okay? So um, I, I don't think I set out to say, let me find all the African-American boys and do this. No, because I think, first of all, you're assuming I make assumptions and you're not supposed to make assumptions, but when you are an example, and you are a strong and uh, 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 so that's why it's so hard. You know, I got to make sure I'm doing right. You know, I have to yeah. make sure that the, the moves that I'm making are appropriate um, because I am also I'm always under the mindset that I have three little African-American boys, um, one soon to be a man. And the things that I do will directly uh, affect or, or impact their lives. And so I don't take that lightly in terms of the decisions that I make and what I do to build this career that I'm trying to build. Um, and I believe, Amber, I'm, I'm, I'm a musician. I am an educator. Those are my two big things. And I want to figure out a way in the city of Lexington to educate our youth who otherwise, if, 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 it not, if it not for us to create these opportunities, may not get them. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of our youth out there who want to do the arts, who want, but they just, it's not as accessible to them as it should be. Um, and so I'm going to join that bandwagon, like I'm on the board of CMA, Central Music Academy, and who we do a great job at that, but there, uh, I want to do more, you know, and, um, and we, and I'm hoping that something will come up here in the near future that will enable that. So hopefully if it does, I'm going to give you a call and we'll I talk will, about that. You know, I will answer that call. Did I spy that you might be working on an album? Yes. Amber, I've been working on this album for three years. <laughs> Um, you know, I just recently did an MLK um, uh, thing uh, with the University of Kentucky, MLK Tribute, MLK Pro Program. You should check that out. It was amazing. The, the, the sound that, that was recorded was really, really good. And so I think I'm going to try it again. Um, but it's in the work. Like everything is recorded, but it's just not where it should be because I'm a perfectionist, I guess. It's like, Michael, just get it out. But you did spy right. Um, okay. So hopefully your spying will, will come to fruition a, a piece of CD really soon. You know, I think that being a perfectionist just comes with, you know, being a creative soul because I, I feel your pain sometimes when I'm putting a story together. I would sit there and literally have to be drug out of an edit bay to say, stop looking at it. So I understand it. And I... I will wait as long as I have to for you to put out an album because I would be the first person to download it, purchase it, you name it. Um, Michael, thank you so much. You've got other Zooms to get to, I know. I want to let people know uh, if, if they want to keep up with you or they want to learn more about you, if you do put music out, shows you're going to be in, how do people find you? Because you yeah, are you can find a me. I'm gem on, of a human to keep up with. I have a website, michaelpriestley.com. My last name is... The word peace with an R L Y P R E A C E L Y, uh, Michael Priestley.com. My uh, Twitter 
is MP Baritone. All of them are MP Baritone. My Twitter, Facebook, and Insta, MP Baritone, or you can search Michael Priestley and find me at all those platforms. I try my best to keep things up to date. Um, I don't have someone working for me. It's all me. So, um, but um, things are always posted on my website, uh, especially in terms of things that I have coming up. Next week, I'll be in Cleveland um, at a Cleveland Pops concert. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, Michael Priestley, thank you so much. You were exactly what my soul needed today on this Friday. So I hope that when we put this out into the world, just hearing you will also put the same smile on other people's faces as well. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Amber. I really appreciate you.